What's up, everybody? It is your boy, Doug Wagner, from Films in Black and White. You know, we love being an independent podcast and turning out high-quality content that you know and love week in and week out. There are, however, some costs associated with that particular content, and we are asking everybody, if you love the show or if you love independent podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white and sign up for one of our tiers there. Each one of these tiers gets you access to some exclusive content such as our weekly live stream, video episodes of the show, early access to bonus episodes of the show, uh, and just so much more as we continue to grow and develop. So again, head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white, sign up there and help us keep this independent thing going for you all. Now, on with the show. You may fire when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Well, welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. This is what happened when Doug's not here. I know, uh, right? Listen, welcome, Brian. Brian did it best. Welcome back to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you doing? Yeah. How, how are you feeling, man? Well, I'm feeling a little off kilter. We're missing. We're missing Doug this week. We'll yeah. just we're just gonna pull that out there, uh, which yeah. is why Marcus and I had that wonderful cross communication. <laughs> um, but we're missing Doug, so I am missing him. But yeah. I'm happy to be here. There's been my life is super busy right now, and this is enjoyable to be enjoyable to me. So I am happy to be here and talk yeah. about movies and everything in between. Marcus, how are you? I'm good. I am good. Like you said, we're missing Doug, but um, we are going to do the Brian and Marcus show, which I don't yes, think we, we are. Oh, we have done this before. This is the episode <laughs> two of the Brian and Marcus show. <laughs> we don't uh, have a special guest this time. So. No, so it's literally just <laughs> Brian. And Marcus, if this is your thing, <laughs> you're in the right place. Uh, yep. but yep. yeah, like like we said, Doug is out handling some business, some family business. Um, and I'm excited. I feel like I was working hard in the previous week, and Monday we had a big presentation. So, like, oh. this is how I'm rewarding myself. Nice. So, yeah, nice. so so it'll be good. But uh, Brian, Excellent. I think we should get right into some catch that quotable. What do you think? Oh, yes, we <sighs> should. I think it's gonna be good. I'm gonna love it. Just as a as a quick reminder, I believe that I have ten points, and you yes. are close behind with nine with I, Doug and a yep. trailing seven. I want to say yes, he does have a measly seven. All right, Doug. Yeah. Well, we uh, you you have seven, Doug. So he I does. don't think this is gonna help uh, nope. your <laughs> your chances. But Marcus and I uh, will will do this. Well, then uh, you know what, Marcus. Uh, yes. Since I'm in the lead, why don't I why don't I hand it over to you? Let's have you oh, go no. first. Okay. I am a gracious competitor. I appreciate I appreciate you <laughs> being so gracious. Um, <laughs> Uh, and allowing yourself more time to get ready. So here's the thing. <laughs> That's definitely not what this is about. What are you talking about? <laughs> so talking here's the about? thing. I had a couple of quotes of movies that I wanted to pull from, okay. but I kind of wanted to step outside of first hint. I'm going to step outside of a sci-fi superhero. And, oh, I love it. You know, and, and try to step outside of that a little bit. So yes. without being said, with that being said, sorry. Traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick, feeling kind of caustic. There's a Ford Maverick. 
Once again, for those in the back, traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick, feeling kind of car sick. There's a Ford Maverick. This is this is on the tip of my tongue, and mm-hmm. it's like it's running through like three different types of movies too. But okay. it also, I also have like a Chris Tucker vibe from this a little bit, and I can't okay. tell you why. I can't okay. tell you why, but it does feel like someone's like just calling out whatever's around them. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's <laughs> lyrics. Like, I think Doug is watching live. <laughs> oh man, he Doug, just, welcome. Message us me- a measly seven. Fuck you both. <laughs> 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 well done, yeah, Alec. Really. Yeah, you, know, you can come back on the show next week. You can redeem yourself. Maybe you can pick up two points. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe I'm dragging this out because I don't know. I'm going to smash okay. that hint button, Marcus. All right. Your hint is going to be Kennedy. Kennedy? Kennedy. I am in the woods. Uh, Kennedy. That I, I don't know. I. This isn't the movie Traffic, is it? No, it is not the movie right. Traffic. I, right. I appreciate the effort. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate the right on the right on this. This movie is Malibu's Most Wanted with Jamie oh. Kennedy. Yes, yes, and that's him freestyling. Uh, you yep. know, yep, yep, because you know, oh my god, be I mean, he kind of does have sometimes. He has Chris Chris Tucker energy, kind of sometimes, a little bit, yeah, like, a little bit. just maybe a in the music bit. vibe, maybe not. I remember um, when Jamie Kennedy was like, he was like huge. Oh at my one gosh, point. he, he has a million shows. I mean, like, I feel like he. With with the guy who played Napoleon Bonaparte, like yes. not Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite yeah, thank yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Um, I feel like they like burned bright and burned out so quickly, fast, quickly, just quickly. incredibly fast. Um, oh my gosh! Well, that yeah. was great. I haven't yeah. thought about James Kennedy in, in years. In years. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure nobody has, but no, that's fine. How oh about you? Well, look, look, give it to me, Brian. Don't hold back. Oh, we're not. All right, here we go. I would rather be a ghost drifting by your side as a condemned soul than enter heaven without you. Oh my gosh. I also care a lot about you, Marcus, but for everybody else playing, I would rather be a ghost drifting by your side as a condemned soul than enter heaven without you. Okay. All right. So the first thing that came to mind for some reason was ghost rider. Um, That was like a Nicholas Cage, like a corny Nicholas Cage kind of line. Okay. Um, but I don't think that he said this. I do okay. feel like it's a supernatural film, though. For okay. some reason, it's it screams supernatural film because of that line. Like literally, maybe this person was about to go through the gates of hell and mm. there's a devil. Yes. And it's just using the most extreme scenario to explain their love for someone. You know what I'm saying? That is okay. I follow oh. your logic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let me actually let me get a hint. To confirm my absolutely, the hint will be sword fighting. Jesus, okay, (laughs) don't you love it? That did not help at all. I I was you a minute ago. (laughs) (laughs) That that did not help at all, and I'm clearly wrong. Is is, yeah, okay, wrong is wrong is two left shoes. So, Jesus, uh, sword fighting. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. All right, Pirates of the Caribbean, because this sounds like. A line that okay. what's his name would say, not Jack Sparrow, but uh, oh, whoever, um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Orlando his, Bloom's character. Thinking, uh, yeah, I was thinking Oswald, but yes, oh, Orlando man. Bloom. I was thinking Orlando Bloom. So I'm yes. gonna say Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Okay, it is not Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, it is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's in the same time. It's around the same time frame, oh, though. Shoot. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, this is said by uh, this is said by Chow Yun Fat um, to Michelle Yeoh um, as they're sword fighting, and he's oh. proclaiming his love for her. She does not reciprocate, and they have a sword fight. Nice. That's yep. typically yep. how women respond to me in the bar. Look, I, you know, if you've professed your love and someone's not having it, you the only way you can deal with your feelings is sword it's fighting so and jumping. Yeah, yeah, because only one of us can leave from this situation because it's embarrassing. Clearly. So, um, well, Brian, uh, it seems like uh, yep. you remain in the lead. There and, it is. There and it I is. remain where I am, and Doug remains at his seven <laughs> until you get back. So there you go, no Doug. Page. Nothing Doug, changed at all. Doug, we both whiffed. So if you're if yeah. you're watching the live stream right now, you can come on back next week. Nothing yeah. has changed yeah. in that respect. I was shaving points for you, Doug. So you know, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> that's that's my excuse. At least I was shaving points. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. it. So uh, Brian, actually, let's you know we're we're trying a new format. Yes. Um, many may not know, and it's been a while since we've had like a casual down week where we weren't yeah watching a movie or some no. summer blockbuster. No. I mean, the, I, the the movie for people that are listening, we're recording this and the latest movie that has come out was G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, which yeah. the three yeah. of us didn't feel any passion about. And it looks like audiences didn't either. No, no, no. no. We heard that was trash. We heard that was <laughs> that was a dumpster fire for some reason. And I don't know why they can't get G.I. Joe right. I don't know what it is about this franchise that they just, you know, I heard that the casting was on point, but the writing yeah. and the dialogue was 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 terrible. I think they have people who used to play with the action figures and dolls writing right. these scripts, and maybe yeah. that's the problem. I, I mean, you know, it like it it, it made thirteen point three million dollars for a movie Sheesh. like this. You're easily clearing a hundred million just in development, not even advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just, I, you know, I, I don't think the advertising was there. I also think it was released in a weird time. I feel like if your movie was successful. It was it was it was a well-established franchise, right? This isn't new, but you know, Fast Nine or Black Widow, and it had a powerhouse of advertising being like, no, this is in the theaters. Like, go go to the yeah. theaters and see this. And I I didn't get any of that with Snake Eyes. Maybe that's just how I get advertisements, but I just didn't see that. No, I didn't get it. The Snake Eyes seemed to really focus on, I don't know, like oh this is going to be upbeat and fun like right. that was the vibe that i got from it but not necessarily pushing anybody to a theater mm -hmm. um they showed the same scenes over and over um they didn't really get into a lot of <laughs> yeah. you know the movie you know typically they give you a glimpse into something and be like oh man i really want to go see that but right a buddy of mine called me and was like no don't go see it please don't oh, review no. that movie on the podcast and i was like wow like it's that bad and they were like yep it's that bad so <sighs> You know? I, yeah, I, I know we'll talk about it later. Like, I know one of us will see it and talk about it later, but I, I just found it here from Variety, and it looks like the the budget was between, like, 80 and 90 million. So, yeah, they're going to need to keep hitting it hard to, to, to recoup this. And this is a Paramount property. So I'm not surprised about Brian. Can I actually get into my first topic here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's box office. Let's I, do I, it. I just feel like because this this perfectly leads right into my issue. And my mm. issue is was that outside of two, maybe three, mm -hmm. these streaming services suck. They are terrible. <laughs> no, why do why do you say that, Marcus? Because okay, so I paid 
for Paramount Plus, I, f- I had to finish watching Harry Potter. So for of those course. of you that follow me on Twitter and those oh. of you that know, yeah. I was live tweeting through the entire Harry Potter franchise. Yes. And so at midnight exactly on a Wednesday, <laughs> um, they removed it all from HBO Max and pushed all the Harry Potter movies to Paramount Plus. Oh, or, oh no, wow. Peacock. They pushed it all to Peacock. And so um, now all the Harry Potters are on Peacock. So I had right. to pay for Peacock. Right. And I, after I finished watching Harry Potter through there, I just was going and strolling through Peacock services. And then okay. for those of you that also know, I've been accidentally paying for Paramount that's, Plus. That's right. I forgot. Since like February, since like the last Super Bowl. So oh, I've been right. paying for this thing the whole time because I just forget to, you know, yep. cancel it and yep. a whole bunch of other stuff. And I'm going through these streaming services and I'm like, you're... For you to own some of the biggest movie franchises, yes, your streaming site is terrible. Yes, if you're an adult, I just feel like it's trash, it's garbage. Yes, yes. lots of shows for kids and stuff like that, but more specifically, Paramount and Peacock, terrible. HBO Max is is my go to at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. Netflix is mm-hmm. cool, but I don't like the fact they automatically play like the shows and stuff like you, that. You can change at least the previews. You can you, change that. Really? Yes, there's a setting buried, and I I won't fumble over it right now. But I do want to tell people listening: you can Google like how do I stop auto playing trailers or whatever. That would be fantastic. And you can calibrate that I think on the web browser for the episodes though. I don't know after you click it, after you click the initial tile, yeah. I think it does start playing. I ran into that a lot with, um, I think you should leave season two mm-hmm. and that stuff gets weird by the way. And like, if Maggie like came down and was like, Hey, what's I'm like, Oh no, Oh no. Now this is weird all over. So like, I get it, man. It is so, it is so frustrating. It's terrible. I don't know what, and who don't get me started on Hulu. Hulu is also has a terrible, they have a terrible, what do they call that? The uh, interface. interface. They have yeah. a terrible interface. It, it, I saw it, not to plug my own TikTok account, real quick. Oh, gosh, but yeah. I, <laughs> this guy. Um, also, by the way, as I'm saying this, you need to follow Marcus on yep. Twitter and you can find find him at Marcus J. Destin. And yeah, he was live tweeting his way through everything and you're missing out. I just want to say that you missed out if you didn't see it. Um, I do want to say, though, on TikTok, someone broke down why it's such a terrible interface. I can't find their username right now of course Mm. but essentially saying like none of this is intuitive this feels like it was designed to like like basically look good on a wall but like not actually use it like information's covered you can't tell like if you're scrolling through something or if it's a dead end like hulu but far and away the worst interface i totally agree with you HBO Max has the worst like usage stuff because it's like, oh, you want to rewind? Well, forget you. Oh, you want to like stop and go back and go into something? Well, you better restart the whole app because you're sitting here and you're going to finish this movie. Like HBO Max just... It's just like, I just, I need to get like a, like a, I just need to leave and come back. It's like the yeah. hell you are. <laughs> Unless it's the Snyder cut. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, but, but like, I mean, no, but Brian, you're absolutely right. Because HBO Max is my go-to. Right. If I want to rewind 15 seconds, like I missed oh, something, it reboots luck. the entire, it kicks, <laughs> but my Roku kicks me back to the home screen. I'm yep. like, God damn. Yep. yep. I have the same experience on my Amazon Fire Stick. Exactly, like it's definitely HBO Max. It's yeah. De- yeah. I don't know when they're gonna get those, but but I'm just gonna say for all these streaming services, all of y'all <laughs> bit off of each other and was <laughs> rushing to put out this damn streaming services, and yeah. only two of you are like elite. Disney Plus, obviously, yes, they got they, they have it hands down. They figured it out immediately. Yeah. yeah, 
they figured it out. I mean, because I don't know any other streaming service and maybe it's because they have such powerful IPs mm -hmm. like because but it's like, yeah, I want to look at Marvel stuff. You click the Marvel tile like Netflix and HBO Max. It doesn't have that. You kind of got to find it after a menu or whatever. Yeah. And it's just it, it's really hard to get to. But with Disney Plus, you're like, if you're like me, you might like Star Wars. And you're like, I just want all the Star Wars stuff in one yeah. place. Just want me Star Wars and you're and you're done. So and it makes, I, and it makes sense. And, and for whatever reason, yeah. that makes sense hbo max what gets me is i forget that they have a movie like more movies so yes. they have a lot of movies to offer you but yes. their interface makes it seem like this is all we have but if right. you go to the movies and the actual search like the search portion mm -hmm. you can find a wide variety of movies or even find complete franchises here mm -hmm. and there mm -hmm. so i yeah, oh, yeah i just you know, just wanted to come in here and just say some of y'all streaming services is ass. No, I think it's good we talk about the state of streaming services because, I, I mean, things are going to be changing, I feel yeah. like, pretty fast here as, you yeah. know, things start to open up a little bit more and people start to go back to the theaters. Like, streaming services aren't the end-all be-all now. Mm -hmm. When we were here last year, Tenant was literally the only thing we had to look forward to. Jesus um, and, was like, streaming was shit. kicked. And, yes. and we all know how that happened but like quite literally i go to i just want to say this out loud so i go to hbo max i see the original like uh, hbo original white lotus i don't know what that is cool i scroll down for you um i have you know like it, I, I don't like it's fine like it's based on my interests it's mm -hmm. it's fine um but it's nothing like heavy hitter we're talking norbit we're talking greenland <laughs> crazy rich asians we have the friend reunion and save the last dance and i don't know what that tells you about my watch history oh dream girls is the next one oh, i don't know what's uh, happening here honestly like, Brian, i like your i like your for your for you might be for me because i like those <laughs> movies norbit and dream girls those are, my, those are fire oh i mean th these are i mean like there's some gems in here don't get me wrong i mean like it's def the algorithm definitely has no idea what to make of me it's like i don't know dream girls <laughs> friends reunion which one man just choose one um i definitely don't want that friends reunion you can keep it i i still haven't watched it i'm not um, watching that bullshit but like like it's just it's exactly what you said it's really hard to kind of find what you want unless you're doing a search function um in any case i just thought yeah. i might share that like i don't know any of that doug <laughs> is speaking to us from the great beyond and he said also um <laughs> First of all, he said, what the fuck are you watching to get in orbit? <laughs> then Doug said, also, HBO has mad, mad has uh, has mad recommendations like, did you like 1988? Well, do we have a collection for you? Which is also very true. The way that they, they have this, what's your sign? Which yeah. is like Sagittarius, Aries, like that kind of stuff. It's like, here's the movies you should watch that match yep. with your sign. And I'm like, how, do, yep. how did you get here? How did we get here? I don't get it. I, but I, anyway... I, yeah. Anyway, this is a long way of me saying I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And 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 that was a long way of me saying thank you. And I appreciate you. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Um. Well, I have I have some news. If you want me to jump nice, in. Nice. 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 All right. So, uh, this this news is a little old, but I think it's a really good trend for us to talk about, especially uh, with some upcoming releases. So, okay. uh, a week ago. 
there was a statement released by, and I was joking with Marcus about this uh, before um, we got here, but uh, NATO, and you're probably thinking like, excuse me, what is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization doing here? Um, but that business. is what the Association of Theater Owners calls themselves. Hmm. Um, but they essentially, uh, they, they had some thoughts about Black Widow. And how it went from it, how it was a joint release of streaming and theaters. Um, and basically, I'm getting this from Deadline, which did its own analysis. But essentially, um, they're saying that the Disney Plus model of releasing simultaneously ignores that premier access revenue is not newfound money, but was pulled forward from a more traditional um, PVOD window, which basically means like when you're getting the releases, which is no longer an option. So basically the theater owners are upset because they feel like there's no window now from theater release to home release. And that window is where those theaters made their money. And so they sent this very, uh, they sent out this statement that is not nice at all. Basically trashing the Disney plus simultaneous release model. The other thing they said um, was that, it demonstrates that an exclusive theatrical release re means more revenue for all stakeholders in every cycle of the movie's life. So basically trying to say that Disney, you're going to make more money if, uh, if there's a bigger window here in the theaters. So the theater owners are not happy. One thing I want to say before I get Mark, like before I hear what we Marcus, I want to hear what you have to say yeah. is that. So traditionally theaters take 40% of all revenue. Um, that's what this deadline article says. And it looks like the streamers are only taking 15%. So like the Amazons, the Roku, mm -hmm. they're only taking 15% of any revenue that's generated. So in a way they Disney in this situation may be making more money mm -hmm. like in a black widow situation. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> in the world that in the world that I did. So here's the problem. Dune that? is coming out soon. Yes, so it Dune, is. And they dropped, they just dropped this trailer. So that'll be the next, I guess, big release for both theater and for home. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think we would get this far to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying release it on both, release it on both this entire time. And I thought that when everything opened back up and Lord willing, things don't close back down. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought we would have maybe transitioned a little bit more to theater, but what right. I, what I am realizing is there is there, there is an audience for people who just want to watch stuff at home. Yes, there is. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a lot, and there's people who don't want, we're not in a weight society anymore. Oh my gosh. No. So, like, there are people who are willing, first of all, to pay the $30 for the premiere access. And right. there's, there are people who are willing to, who want it to be released at the same time for moments like Space Jam uh, New Legacy. They don't yes. want to go to a theater and no. spend their theater experience doing that. They want to watch it at home and be like, eh, okay. And that is a great way to say it, like spending your theater experience. Like it, yeah. it's gotten to this point now where that theater experience is its own commodity. I think yes. you phrased that super well. And Thank you. Yeah, like I, I feel like it, it for better or for worse, we're kind of backed into the theater owners and, and even Disney are backed into this corner of like, well, the only movies that are doing well there are like really big headliners. Right. So what are we going to do with all this other stuff that right. is not drawing people out? Um, And because I, I feel like if it's not a black. So 
I think the next big test here, right, is Jungle Cruise, which mm-hmm. is coming out this weekend as we're recording this. Um, it is also being simultaneously released on Disney, and I would not be surprised if this is an experiment for them because oh, sure. my guess is that if it's going to be a big release, they'll probably do a simultaneous, and if it's going to be something smaller like a Jungle Cruise, maybe they do a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do make more money on those smaller titles. Um, but I, I, I have no idea if this model is going to stick around. I, I think it's bizarre. We haven't ironed it out yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I, what's going to happen, what it feels like is going to happen is the movie. The, let's well, now that we've coined the frame here, coined the <laughs> phrase here, it films in black and white movie experience. Yes. Like, let's, let's treat it like it's cultural currency. Yeah. I do think that the movie going experience is going to get more expensive because uh, it, yes. it has to, because they have to try to keep up. So now people will be they will pick and choose when they go to the movies and it has to be for their absolute favorites. Um, yes. Marvel releases that are in the theaters. Yep. I think Marvel has that on lock. DC is yep. kind of hit or miss. You know, right. it depends on your franchise and your favorites. And like, OK, let's say movie theater and the movie theater experience jumped up to thirty dollars right. for, you know, food and to get into a theater, which is also kind of cheap. Let's, let's say oh, yeah. more like 50. Yeah. Like, let's say you have to spend a total of 50 dollars at a movie theater for mm-hmm. snacks and mm-hmm. to get inside for just mm-hmm. two people. Yep. You have to determine what you're, you know, like. Is it worth it essentially before yeah. you go to the movie? And if yeah. it's not, you just stay at home and you spend your 30 for your at home experience yep. and you get to keep it and watch it yep. with friends and 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 create your own little vibe. So totally. I understand totally. why NATO's upset, but also <laughs> I mean, we just had a pandemic. I mean, what did you it, want us to do? Yeah, I and I feel like I mean they want to blame Disney, which is fine. They can be blamed for quite a bit. I'm not yeah. gonna be here defending yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like you know, I do feel like it's this situation where y- y- if, if I, the reason I'm having a trouble finding words is because I'm trying to phrase this delicately, but I'm gonna, I, I give up. It's going to be a little rough, but quite frankly, <laughs> yeah, do it, right? people just went through like this year of trauma of yeah. basically avoid crowded spaces. And now yeah. you have to convince all these people to come back to the theater and that it's and that it's safe. And that's right? okay. And, we've, yeah. and, you know, and we've talked about that before, and I feel like that's the missing piece here is like. Black Widow got people out. It was a known thing. And they're like, you know what? This is worth it. This yeah. is worth it. Whether it's safe, whatever they, they deemed it appropriate. And is it really getting to a point of like, Oh, jungle cruise. I don't, is that worth getting like sick and risking so. it all? Or no, just wait. Like, I feel like that's part of the calculation, especially with our current news that um, the Delta variant and everything like that, mm-hmm. we're a movie podcast. We're not going to get into the, <laughs> that stuff you can go check the out the New York. Yeah. yeah you can go check out the new york times for all that stuff what we're talking about but i feel like that's a factor of it that they're not really talking about but i guess we'll kind of see in the next few months especially how jungle cruise does yeah. um so yeah which is interesting because i mean black widow is a marvel property and right you know people do like scarlett johansson right yeah, yeah. and so here. yeah so i mean <laughs> so it's like you you would make that decision to go. Is the Rock and Emily Blunt the combo oh. that I want to go to the movie theater and see for Jungle Cruise? I don't it, know. I don't know a, yet. It's a yes for me. If we're gonna do that, yeah. it's a yes. Yeah, for it's me. a yes. Okay. I feel like <laughs> I'm worried because of the Rock. You know, we're gonna cover the Jungle Cruise on this podcast, like yes. Brian said. Yeah. Um, I'm just worried that the Rock is gonna act like the Rock. I mean, and, you know, am I getting a real compelling story or am I getting this is a Rock and Emily Blunt movie? 
I mean, honestly, that movie, the whole vibe just seems like, do you all remember The Mummy with Brendan Fraser? Oh, okay, do okay, I okay. remember The Mummy with Brendan right, Fraser? Right, And then it's just like, okay, well, what if what if it's The Rock and Emily Blunt? There it is. Marcus is literally holding up The Mummy. He, It is like a challenge coin. He, he It's out. Like, I have, it, it's out there. It's done. It's all like, three movies right there. I mean, it's an incredible, it, yeah. it, the, for, I mean, just so much fun. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't the know, first two, telling, at least, not the third one. That's okay. I, you know what? I wasn't going to say anything, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like you're telling me it's that formula with the rock and Emily Blunt. That's, yeah. that's sold for me. I've also enjoyed the rock since his WWF days. Yes. Yeah, to anyone correcting me about WWE, I it watched it when it was WWF. That's how old I am, but can you smell? Oh man. I'm a huge rock fan. Don't get me wrong. Same. But, um, you know, there's a certain point with certain actors. I'm like, okay, give me the next level. Um, but I have been hearing good reviews. Like, it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's fine. But, yep. Well, thanks for that, uh, Brian. I, you know, I think that was that was really dope. And I think that's uh, no problem. We no need problem. to know that we need to keep up with these numbers because we just never know what's going to happen next. <laughs> you know, well, what, what do you want to talk about here, Marcus? All right. Let's talk Superman. Oh, so yes. we're going to talk about David Goyer. David Goyer is a goat. He's been around for a while. He's been writing movies like since him. about the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Goyer had an interesting script note left by WB in regards okay. to my favorite character, Superman. Okay. So I'm going to read this from comic book, um, comicbookreporter.com. Okay. While speaking to the Hollywood Reporter for a career-spanning interview, Goyer was asked about the worst script note he ever received. Oh, man. He said besides the time he was asked to put less magic in the Doctor Strange film, he was <laughs> writing nearly two decades ago. It turns out the minds behind Warner Brothers might not be the best equipped to tell DC stories. Oh, boy. Goyer says, one note I got was on Man of Steel, where the ending involves Superman utilizing the pod that arrived in as a child that he arrived in as a child in order to bring down General Zod's ship. Goyer said the note that we got from the studio said, you ready? Ready. You have to change that. We asked why. They said, because if Superman uses that pod and destroy it while saving the city, how is he ever going to get back home to Krypton? There was just this long pause and we said, Krypton blew up. You saw 30 minutes of it. Oh, 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 oh. So this oh, is no. So this is literally oh who the hands of my favorite character in DC Comics is in the hands of. I, I'm speechless. I'm sp- I'm speechless at the ineptness of this comment. It's Absolutely so floored. Stupid. It's so and so Gordon went on, and I think he also talked about how he stopped WB from making a Sandman movie because he was like, you know, Sandman, oh a Sandman movie can't be made in the span of two hours. And WB right. is really trying to stick to this two-hour algorithm, two-hour uh, formula, yeah, whatever you want to yeah. call it, but he was like, they just watched 30 minutes of Superman's like Krypton being destroyed. And their first script note was, but how is he going to make it back home? Let's me know that people just don't pay the fuck attention. And you don't know the characters that you are putting on the big screen. You're money hungry. I, I mean, I don't even know. I, I guess what I'm feeling right now is just when, when I see these movies, mm-hmm. right? You, and I know you have this feeling essentially, but basically you, you read these comics, 
and you're like, man, I, I, I really, I don't know if they understood it, the people making yes. it, but like that, there's no way that's possible, right? Yeah. They're making a giant movie production with hundreds of millions of dollars. Someone had to read the comics, right? One person. No, no. <laughs> like you're right. Maybe yeah. one person, David Goyer did, or like the script, right? Like to have it get to this level of with an exec giving that note shows just a complete show of incompetency of understanding even the world of the character. No wonder they couldn't get it right within the DC universe. Cause if they can't even get the basics, right. How can they get even the more complicated stuff? Right. And we can't even, we can't even get them able to <sighs> like, I understand Zack Snyder's frustration because <laughs> we can't get them to understand Krypton was destroyed. And that's how Superman got here at its base. Right. We can't get Snyder. We, there's no way they were going to let Snyder tell a story that takes three hours to explain. Oh my god! Like on its own. And my other thing is, they always take this. You know, they always try to fall back on this. Well, this is our iteration of the hero, or this is our. You know, you know, people take their creative spin on a hero. When actually, I'm starting to believe that WB just does not understand <sighs> it. They, they, I, I think, like, if you need more evidence, like, if you listen to our podcast, you probably don't need more convincing, right? Nope. But I think it needs to be said that if, if you, if you need evidence to show somebody else, I think this is it. Like, this is it. David yeah. Goyer, an incredibly respected writer, story creator, understanding these characters, and then working with people who control the money, basically saying, like, well, how are you going to fix this plot point that clearly, Yep. You didn't pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> I like, mean, like, so, and, uh, and my thing is, what if he didn't fight back? If right. he didn't fight back, then that move, then, then basically they get to do whatever they wanted to with that movie or whatever they believe Superman I mean, should be. I, I like the other thing too is like, when we see these movies, right? Like, we talked about this with our Space Jam review. Like, who is this movie for? That's really right. important when we review right. movies. Right. Now it feels like these movies are for like execs who are just trying to make money. Yep. Like, right. This is not yep. new, but I, I mean, the man of steel, there's an entire sequence of Russell Crowe flying on like a weird pterodactyl thing <laughs> with the planet literally blowing up around him yes. and being like, we have to, yeah. we have to, I can't do Russell Crowe, but we have to yeah. get our son out of here. Like, I, I, were you sleeping? Yeah. With the DNA of Krypton, he had the DNA, he had the backup DNA of Krypton. I'm pretty sure like had to store it somewhere. He went underwater. You had Russell Crowe in a whole sequence. I, I, I don't even understand. I don't, yeah. I don't understand how you can work in that environment. No, quite I frankly. And, no, and you're right. No wonder Zack Snyder was just d like done after the Snyder. No. He's like, no, I'm not working with that again. No. I, I no. mean, you I know, hope they fix it with this new discovery, the discovery <laughs> Warner, whatever it is. Oh yeah. You know, uh, hopefully in this merger, they get some people out of there, but you know, my <laughs> frustration will forever it be high because I know we have, uh, you know, we have suicide squad, and you can do that with lesser known characters, but you're talking about like, come on, like Superman is the yeah. greatest characters. And honestly, I do want to take this time to say that um, Tyler Holchin, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Okay. He is on Superman and Lois. Uh, okay. Phenomenal Superman. Oh, and if yeah. I have oh, yeah. to list my list of Superman, that's my top three right now. Yes. It goes Christopher Reeve. Okay. Tyler Henry Cavill. Whoa. Whoa! You have to that is watch that show. You have to okay. watch. He embodies Superman and Clark Kent, and that's always the battle for me. Right? The battle oh, is: man. can you can you embody Clark Kent and Superman? Christopher yeah. Reeves, hands down, 
Yes. He would hunch over and do these physically, he would physically do these things with his body that would make right. him look like a nerdy Clark Kent. And then he'd stand up straight and he's this yep. he's Superman. Yeah. Tom Welling dropped down eight different spots for me because <laughs> that fucker returned to the um <laughs> he returned in the crossover for the flash and right. didn't put the suit on. Look, you can't hold that against him. The man was done. He had a family, and you want him to come back out of retirement. The man was done. Superman, that was selfish. Superman would never do that. (sighs) He had a family. He was in small... It was also the multiverse. They took care of it. It's fine. They they got a Superman. Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) your turn, Ryan. Not because I I can't do it, man. (laughs) But on a rabbit hole here about how much I'm mad at time. No, no, no. That was good. I mean, I, I... that's like, I mean, that's like writing a Star Wars script of like, but how's Luke going to find his mom? <laughs> What's going to happen? And like, how... how much would that aggravate you? Oh, my gosh. It, it would make me walk out of the room or throw something like I don't even know. I, like just to completely misunderstand like the Superman mythos, like no wonder they struggled with these movies. So yeah. I agree. I hope they clean house. I don't want anyone to lose a job, obviously, but I hope that, that those people are no longer making those decisions and yes. get moved somewhere else. Shuffle so. them around. Yes. Um, So, yes. All right. Next piece of news is that uh, this is coming from Slash Film, uh, that YouTube deep fake expert, Shamuk, Shamuk, uh, who adjusted the Mandalorian visual effects uh, at the end of season two, where you see Luke Skywalker. He has a YouTube video of it. Uh, He has been hired by Industrial Light and Magic, who does all the special effects for Star Wars. So... I uh, just wanted to say, don't let your dreams be dreams, folks. G- go make YouTube videos and Lucasfilm, ILM will see you and they'll hire you. Um, and so basically, uh, IndieWire confirmed this. Uh, but essentially, if you don't know, Shamuk has made a name for himself uh, using deep fake. And he adjusted the Luke Skywalker stuff that is in the end of Mandalorian season two, which got some criticism mm. of... of how it was shown digitally in the visual effects area. I thought it was fine for what it was. Mm-hmm. Other people did not. Um, so there's an entire, there's an entire video. You can literally just Google Mandalorian Luke Skywalker deep fake, and uh, you can see the differences. Um, and so it's pretty safe uh, to bet that, I, I mean, essentially we're going to be seeing more of this, I think yeah. is, is th- something to pull from this. Um, I, I think we're going to be seeing returning characters to star Wars. Uh, the first one that comes to me is rogue squadron. I'm a huge rogue squadron fan. I'm a sucker for fighter jets. I am a sucker for star Wars and this blends the two together. Um, and so I'm curious if that movie will be utilizing this technology, which opens the book opens the door, I should say for, quite a few things i don't know if that means we're going to be seeing older characters whether it's you know people from the original trilogy or not i'm also grasping at straws here but they hired him for a reason to do this yeah um it also could be book of boba fett who knows but um essentially uh the other comment i'll say here is that the video that was uploaded that took four days of work um that's a long time but it's short in the whole scheme of things when you're putting young mark hamill's face on another person yeah um so it's uh it it, i think this is going to be really exciting i think it means a lot of good things for star wars and i'm always happy to see people getting hired like this Mm -hmm. um when they say hey i think i can do this better and 
the big folks are like, yes, let, let's do it. <laughs> so um, I, I said a lot. I'm really excited about huh? this. No, so. I think, no, I thought it was good, Brian, because you, you've got more information than than I do. What only thing I want to say is two things. Yeah. First of all, Mace Windu. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, let's do right it. Young that's Sam it. Jackson. Let's go. Young Sam Jackson. That's all I want to say. <laughs> may, may, may Mace Windu live forever. The let's other thing it. I want to say is, if I can be just transparent. Let's do it. Um, deep fake scares the fuck out of me. Because I understand that. Yes. I don't know why, because I understand that they just, there's a guy on TikTok who also does Tom Cruise and he does oh, a good Tom yeah. Cruise impersonation. And yes. he, his deep fake is like spot on. Yeah, um, really. Any angle he turns, he really looks like. Yep. You know, Tom. You know, Tom Cruise. This deep fake thing scares me because yeah, you know, once it goes past the movie realm, because they did it in Marvel when they did uh Ant Man, the first Ant Man film. They, they okay. Did it with, uh, with oh, Michael with Michael Douglas. Douglas, right? Yeah, they did it with Michael Douglas. Okay. And what's for the younger version of himself? And then I've seen it again with the Mandalorian. I think those are the only two. T- oh no! And I'm pretty sure maybe okay. Samuel Jackson in uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, maybe. Yes. Oh, holy buckets! You're right. They already did this with Sam Jackson. They, I think they did. I think yeah, they did. I think they did. Do, I, what, I couldn't remember if they just shaved him and made him look younger, or did they? Use I, the I could, well, they did it with um, Clark Gregg too, Phil Coulson. They that's did it right. with him they too. Did. Yes, that's right. They did do it there too. So. Disney obviously has a lane for this and yes. them going into their and I don't know if it has any, you know, Kevin Feige is starting up at animation studios over there. At that, that is also true. Yeah. So it could possibly bleed over. But that deep fake thing scares me once it goes past the movies, because I just yes. don't know. You know, yes. it's so realistic. I mean, yeah, it's good. And when you have people who are better at the people who started it that are right. now doing it, like he was yeah. like, no, I just did this at home and on YouTube. Like, oh, OK, cool. You are. Oh, skilled. yeah. I mean, I, I, there's two things. One, I do want to clarify. So in IndieWire, I didn't realize this. Lucasfilm did not release a statement. It was Shamook himself who said that he was, that he, that he was offered a job and accepted by ILM. Um, and that was confirmed by IndieWire. Um, so I do want to say that there wasn't like a big old like press big release about it. it. Yeah. Shamook did the news himself and then it was confirmed by a third party. Hey, celebrate yourself, Shamook. Honestly, honestly. And yeah, go check out that video because I think this leads into what I, what you're talking about too here, Marcus, is I agree. I feel like <sighs> over the past 15 months, people mm-hmm. are pe- people. There are some people that will believe a lot. And yes. I feel like having a deep fake type technology where you and I, we watch a lot of TV. We watch yes. a lot of movies. And I feel like we can get to a point because we watch so much it's it gets that uncanny valley thing where it's like that's fake that's fake and i don't like it absolutely um which also a whole sidebar why does our brain react like that did did our like ancestors need to know if people were fake or not that's really weird that doesn't look real i'll tell you for me me and my mom used to play that game growing up oh yeah a bad cgi Bad CGI, bad makeup, and we used to literally watch movies and spot them together and be like, oh, you see the stunt double? There goes the stunt double. Let's go bad CGI. That's bad makeup. Like, we used to play that game. So awesome. You know, I still do that even on my own. I'm like, I look for the bad Mm -hmm. CGI, which in today's time, 
it's not it doesn't happen a lot but uh, yeah well but honestly i love that story because one it's so wholesome but two like your grandma was doing like critical thinking with you of like was that yeah. the same person that yeah. was just in that other shot are you sure like that's yeah. that's so that's so important i didn't get that till college um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if i'm being totally honest um but um no it scares me too because there's some people that will go to like you know Facebook.news eagle flight dot au and right and it's like a with a bunch of guns or whatever and yeah. flags and it's like Tom Cruise being like, Hey, did you know that there's this thing in the water? Don't drink water. And then mm -hmm. like you go to you know Target or whatever shopping center and they're like, Oh, don't drink water, you don't do yeah. that now. You gotta drink Gatorade now. And yeah, Tom you know. Cruise Tom Cruise told us that. No. Tom Cruise told me so he, that. he did not tell you that. Dylan from yep. TikTok told you that, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that was my news. Uh congrats, Shamook. I, I look forward to seeing your work, hopefully, maybe in Rogue Squadron. Ooh, look, Brian's gonna plug this. I'm not maybe. mad at it either. <laughs> I am not a plug away, Brian, because and speaking of plugging, um oh, yeah. wow, that was a I don't know if that was a good transition. It's fine. What, what are you plugging? What's up? Well, Brian, I want to talk to you a little bit about your journey with uh TikTok. Oh, and, and and nerf like what is going on what's happening and, and let the people know <laughs> sure sure yeah so uh if if you haven't been listening uh uh regularly to the podcast so i've been expanding my tiktok audience and i entered a competition called the nerf hyper tourney and i was selected to be on a team based make videos with the latest and greatest nerf blasters it's the uh hyper line if i'm going to advertise that it is the nerf hyper line uh and it is uh their blasters they shoot these tiny hyper round pellets they go about 90 feet per like feet per second um they're fun it's a blast uh, i'll be competing on uh team Krissa. you can find her on tiktok as well um and we're going to be competing for a grand prize of fifteen thousand dollars so wow um, yeah just kind of wild i i entered a competition uh on tiktok i made a video with me using blasters i, I have a lot of star wars blasters so i just went for it and that's kind of that's kind of the journey wow, that's that's honestly brian's tiktok is 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 very popular oh, uh and brian, very nice he, 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 he interact I, he's one of the ones i'll actually watch he'll end up on my for oh, you sure. page and end up in my followers page obviously oh. but like um I think it's really dope. I think you all need to keep an eye out on <laughs> Brian's journey um, because I'm watching. Luke Skywalker makes an appearance from time to time. <laughs> he does. Um, my, my lightsaber. Yeah, 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 yeah. The glow in the dark nerf. So I, I definitely wanted to um, at least talk about that um, and plug that real quick. One of the last right things I think yes. for me. What's up? Is um, I'm kind of tapped out on movies. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that? We, we, there's a lot. It's like everybody is, well, I said that because okay, I feel like we're going to shut down again. Oh, right? tell me more about that. Then. <clears throat> I, I feel like we are headed down this path of, you know, the Delta and the Lombardi yeah. trophy variants are out there. And, yeah. um, I don't know what happens if we shut down again, Brian. I mean, like, I, uh, let's just talk movie wise and like in the realm that we live in as far as movies um, go and entertainment, like what happens? You know, I, I feel I feel like this is hard to predict. I think, you know, I think if, if you're not, uh, you know, just to just to make sure we're all on the same page. So, yeah, what Marcus is talking about, there is a Delta variant of COVID-19, which is far more 
contagious yeah. and spreads far faster than the original strain of COVID-19. Um, and I think the reason it's good for us to talk about it in the realm of movies is because, uh, you know, if you're not vaccinated, um, you have a higher chance of getting it. And that puts you in a whole other realm of possibly being hospitalized, depending on what age group you're in. Um, they actually don't know yet. Uh, according to a lot of news sources, they don't know if it's more deadly, but they know it spreads faster. And so I do think that it, you you know, I do agree. I do worry. uh, I think is the best way to say it. I do worry that, um, come this fall, if, if the, the trend continues, I do worry that some places will shut down, um, because of this out of either fear or the appearance that we're not doing enough. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be a shutdown like we saw last year, Mm -hmm. but I do worry about like local movie theaters and what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and and the reason I said I was tired was because yeah, I feel like I need to get my fill in before it happens because it does (laughs) feel like everybody's trying to drop movies back to back to like they were waiting and they was like, Oh, as soon as the summer opens up, like we're going to be out the gate. And, there was one there was one one time me and Doug could because we were actually going to the theaters. We went to the three theaters, I think, three weekends in a row. Oh and wow. Because we had to see, you know, we had to we had to talk about three different movies and they all came out simultaneously weekend after the weekend. Right. And it was like two to three. And I just don't I don't know. I guess I wanted to bring it up because of our audience yeah. and we actually like and enjoy movies and stuff like that. And this isn't to get political about getting vaccinated or not. Do yes. what you want, do what you feel is best for you and your family. But I do think that I don't know if theaters can take another like yeah. shutdown like that. Because if they're already talking, if, 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 you know, they're already talking about the 40% that they don't get in that right. new change and stuff, what right. happens if they shut down? I didn't want to end this on a sad note, but I, but I, but I do think it's something to at least acknowledge maybe. No, I think, I, you know, I, I think it is like, it, is it the happiest thing to talk about? No, but I think we're a movies podcast and I, I talked about how much I enjoyed seeing fast nine in a theater. I said that about a fast and furious movie. Like that's where I'm at. And like judgment reflecting on that. Also, if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. We have a guest from film rage and they're fantastic. It was hilarious. Um, but like, here's the thing. Like, yeah, like I might, it's convenient, right. To like Mm -hmm. watch a movie at home, but for everything about getting to the theater and the cost, like for me and my wife, we have two kids. So that is two hours that we're out. It is distraction free or it's supposed to be right. You're you're not, I don't look at my phone nearly as much as when I'm at home. And you brought that up when we talked about wonder woman way back Mm -hmm. when Um, it's an event, it's special. And like, it's for me, it's a self care thing. Um, Before all this happened, I would go see a movie on Tuesday night by myself, like just whatever week, because it would relax me. It was calm. And I feel like if that gets taken away in the fall, I do worry about local theaters and I worry about, um, I just worry, (laughs) I worry what that looks like for the movie landscape because we are, this is such such a larger thing, but I'm just going to go for it. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of shared experiences a lot, Um, right? We all have the internet and we have Twitter, but like, the Super Bowl is like the only thing I feel like that is a shared experience anymore. Like mm-hmm. everybody's tuning in. Everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they at least know there's a game, right? Even yeah. if you don't like football and movies is one of these last vestiges of like, no, 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 no. 
we all go to this one place on the weekend to watch the one thing and then we're going to talk about it. Great point. You know, Um, and like there's kind of a return to that a little bit with the Disney Plus shows, but not really, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because like it's appointment television, but it's not the same because you you can watch it later. Yeah. Like my friend, Matt, I don't know if you listen to the pod, Matt, I'm going to talk about you. He didn't watch any of Loki until the last week. Cause he just didn't want to wait for all the episodes. So he just yeah. binged all the episodes. Okay. So like, that's fair. I couldn't talk to him about Loki. He hadn't seen anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I just fear that w- what happens when we lose that shared experience of going to the theater with someone or people um Mm -hmm. and what does that look like um and it's just another element that that we would lose in something like this i know that got way deeper probably than you expected but yeah i I, it it grows in concern for me too and i I do want to say if possible please get vaccinated uh that seems to be the way to beat this thing so I don't know if that convinces you to do it, but I do want to say I care about you and get vaccinated. I thought that was perfect. That was exactly what needed to be said, Brian. And you worded it in a phenomenal way. Like there is something about this experience you get going to theaters that is unmatched. It's unbeatable. um, And it's a one of a kind and a unique experience. Like you get to go to Mm -hmm. a theater, pick the movie you want to watch with the food that you want to eat and drink and sit in the seat that you want to sit. Like everybody has their thing (laughs) about a movie experience. And, and it's like, you know, I don't know what happens if, if that, if it, if it disappears, cause we have a locally owned theater in town and if it closed down, man, you got to go like 35 minutes and outside of inconvenience. It's also like, man, this was our spot. Yeah, and I, like shout out to my friend Ryan, uh, who's Nerf War Battles on TikTok. But he, w- we went to a movie. We went to Ant Man and the Wasp, and I, I went over to his house. And as we were walking to the theater, he was like, "Yeah, you know, this is nice." Before they all turn into like Disney plexes, and I was like, "Hi, what?" And and now, <laughs> like he was right. I like yeah. Ryan, you were right because I do see this turning into something where it's only going to be these conglomerates, right? That, that if we do need to weather another shutdown, they're going to be the only ones with cash to really figure this out. And what does that look like? And what does that look like for our experience as movie, like enjoyers as moviegoers? Um, and then, like, I'm waiting for this all to come full circle, by the way. And then in, like, 10 years when we're old, there's going to be some young, like, upstart. And, like, okay, hear me out. An independent theater. And, then, and we're going to be like, yeah, we used to we saw, we used to That used to be a thing, young man, back in our day. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you're scaring me because I don't know if the idea of a Disney Plus theater yeah. is great or bad. And, and these streaming services having their own theaters. Yep that only stream their own properties. Yep. Oh, I mean, it's not a far cry. I mean, like if you think about it, like we know Disney lost a lot of money over the past year and a half. That's why they reopened in July of 2020. Right. Right. Um, You also see, this isn't a theme park podcast, but I follow this for my own personal enjoyment, but they are doing away with a lot of things they used to provide. Um, Like we're talking like, um, there's services that they're shutting down either because people weren't using them or they can save money. Um, there's a fast pass program at their international parks that is no longer available. You have to pay for that now. And I don't think it's a far cry that that's, what's going to be the reality here in the state. So I don't think the, the jump from that to what if we had our own movie theater and could, could provide the Disney experience to anybody in any state for this movie 
that's not a far jump for me. I mean, you put a subscription on the theater thing and you're going to have families buying it because they don't have to worry about the cost and they bring all their kids there and they know it's cool for their kids. If you know, they're whatever, throwing stuff at the screen, whatever I'm going down a rabbit hole. AMC here, stubs. No, no, I'm thinking of programs <laughs> that, you know, AMC tried to do the same thing with AMC stubs. Yep. Um, there was, what was that failed movie company that they tried oh, to do? Man, they have was they are lost something the right. Time. Oh, oh my God. They had this whole thing that we, thought was a revolutionary idea then went bankrupt about a year or two later like oh you just pay and see as many movies as you want to see at one time um but while you look it up i mean that's that is scary to think about (laughs) but also maybe enjoyable like to people who want personalized experiences yes i'd go to the disney plus theater to see avenger 7 because right. I know right. I'll get that what you just called a Disney experience, which is basically a theme park movie experience. It, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, the the idea that, you know, we're sitting here in five years, you know, still doing the podcast, heaven willing. Yeah. But um, like and seeing being like, oh, yeah, I'm subs- I, you know, I'm a paying member of the Disney Plex. Like, I'm going to go. I already have my seats picked out and it's part of my subscription. And because I'm a Avengers tier member, we're actually getting all the we're getting the, the free mask or right, you're giving away the sauce man oh, you're giving away the sauce. they're gonna come find you and hire you like they did shook <laughs> they're gonna come find brian rash and be you like you're playing this for us like y- y- movie pass movie, movie pass, pass was, it was, was movie the pass. one that went bankrupt movie um, pass. oh my gosh that and was the Qu- golden age movie pass and uh in no relation quibi Quibi, mm. like we thought Quibi was about to be the next big thing. They yep. invested so much, they went bankrupt. Oh man. Uh, but Movie Pass was, man, I had yeah. friends who had Movie Passes and they, you know, they said that card just stopped working after a while. Yep. I mean, yeah. that was the deal. I mean, I remember I had friends who had it and they and they tried to go see the mission. I think it was like the latest Mission Impossible. They mm-hmm. couldn't. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, oh, they literally don't have money. Like Movie Pass has no money. <laughs> They was like, sorry, that does not work here. Like, since when? Yeah, it, it's like having your credit card get like declined, declined. on yeah. a national level. I mean, God. lordy, but I don't, you know, like I don't think that's a far cry that you know we're seeing Avengers Seven with our Disney Plex subscription. So yeah, no, well, I think you bring up a good point. Like, I, I the future is very murky. Yeah, yeah, but. This was good. Brian, you got anything else you, you wanted to talk about tonight? I, I don't I don't have uh any other I don't have any other news. I did want to ask you though, you yes. released an album last yes. week yeah. until then. And I just wanted to ask, how did that go? I know you got a lot of love yeah. and support. I did. Um, thank you. Uh yeah. It was a lot. It, it did a lot better than <laughs> even I think we anticipated. We're almost oh. at a thousand streams in less than a week. That's awesome. Um, and and for me, that's a there's that's the first time I think we've ever had a number that high. So yeah, I appreciate everybody. I love everybody for all the support. We're about seventy one listens away from a thousand streams. And so all right. I don't know what happens once we hit that thousand. I'll just be happy <laughs> with a big smile on my face in bed, me and the team. Um, but but it was a right. good, it was a great. It was a great, great feeling of people just listening awesome. to it. Lots of people were just crying. Yes. You know, it, it was it was a wow. thing. So, but wow. yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks, I'm man. glad it was a good release. Of yeah. course. And I, I listened to it. Make sure to go check it out wherever you stream music. Uh, I know I listen to it on Spotify. My favorite track is Random. Marcus Ooh. has some amazing vocals on there that I really enjoy. <laughs> I'm just gonna put <laughs> that you. out there. Thank you. Um, no problem, man. Um. 
I think this is a good time to transition into our new segment. Do you, Marcus? Yes, for sure. Okay. So uh, for new and returning listeners, uh, that is our news for now. And we are going to have a new segment that we don't have an official title for, but for the moment, I'm just going to I'm just going to ring it out here and just say, "What are you watching?" And this is a, a point in time for us to talk about what we've been watching. We consume quite a bit, but we only yeah. do about a movie a week. So Marcus and I are just going to be talking about what we've watched, whether it's a movie, a TV show, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, we most likely have seen it. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about how we liked it, if we'd recommend it. Um, and these are going to be things that are pretty recent, um, on, on streaming services or, or where, wherever you get, uh, you know, wherever you watch your stuff. So, um, so yeah, what have you been watching Marcus? Um, so honestly, as far as streaming goes, the last thing that I watched streaming wise was Loki. Um, and so. Uh, I did enjoy that. Like, if you listen to the bonus episode, you know, we'll highly, 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 highly recommend it. Oh, it's a um, very good bonus episode. Doug talks about some great stuff. <laughs> it got so deep. I was Doug like, your soul. He was like, hey, Loki, what about me, though? And I was like, damn, <laughs> like, this guy's good. Um, but uh, Loki, I highly recommend. I plan on starting um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings series oh, and live-tweeting through that. So those are my two biggest ones. Oh, and before we started the podcast, I was actually watching, uh, God, what was I watching? I was rewatching Jonah Hex. Okay. The live action version of um, Josh Brolin. I was rewatching Jonah Hex. And so that's kind of where I am right now. Um, Some of the things Brian's going to mention, I have watched, so I kind of want Brian to go. So I hope I'll go off your coattails. Let's do it. Well, let's uh, let's let's just jump into it. I'm going to talk about Sweet Tooth. Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about this series. Uh, we're going to dive into some of the plot points in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of it's in the trailers, but if if you don't want anything or any spoilers, you can come back to this part after you've finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yes, we finished Sweet Tooth about a week ago. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it far more than I thought I would. Is that yeah. kind of where you were at, Marcus? That was absolutely. I had no intentions of watching this, and <laughs> once I was done, I was like, "Hurry up with season two!" Seriously, yeah, it was oh good. Gosh. I, I was mean, good. I feel like I feel like Sweet Tooth. So it's based on a graphic novel. If, if folks don't know, it's a WB property. Um, it was released in Netflix uh, on June. It stayed in the top ten for weeks, yeah. um, weeks easily. And uh, I, you know, I I think one of the things that surprised me about that show is that it sidestepped a lot of like the traditional like cliches of dystopian like apocalypse type things mm-hmm. um it it got down to i mean it got down to business pretty fast in the first episode mm-hmm. and essentially the premise is that there is a, a virus ravaging the land and there are also children being born with hybrid <laughs> features from animals mm-hmm. um and people don't really know what to do when society collapses that i mean that's pretty much the premise and we follow a character uh called sweet tooth can't remember his, his birth name at the moment um and that's kind of where the show picks up but it it yeah. does such a good job of moving it along and just not i don't know i feel like sometimes dystopia stories get really bogged down in like we, we want to show you how bad it is we just oh, want to yeah. show you how bad it really really is and I, I feel like this show just keeps going and injects that positivity into it yeah um so main character's name is gus 
Thank you. Um, yep, yep. It's Gus. Here's and and you're absolutely right. So what I'd like to do with series that I don't know that I don't plan on like really investing or don't care about spoilers. I go to YouTube and I like to listen to the original graphic novels and I like to listen to them explain the graphic novels in whole. So what I did before I watched Sweet Tooth was watch this video that explained the entire graphic novel of Sweet Tooth and what the story was and introduced the individual characters. And so I did my own little short study of this. And so they did change a lot in Sweet Tooth if, sure. As far as characters go, so like um, um, Tommy Jeopard. Tommy yeah. Jeopard was actually a hockey player in the graphic novel instead oh. of a football player. Okay. And, um, I, he was also white. Not that that matters, but interesting. Um, he okay. was white, and he was a hockey player in that yeah. series. Um, and it talked about it, it. talks about a lot of these. I mean, first of all, shout out to Will Forte playing Papa. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was him. That oh really? You didn't know I that? Did that I know that was him until the end of the episode, yeah. and I was like, I was blown away. He was. He really. Will Forte has this thing about. I don't know, blowing my mind sometimes. <laughs> and you think he's just this goofy guy, but also he has this very compelling storyline and very yeah. compelling acting. And he's really yeah. just cared about this kid. And I just thought that that was um, fantastic. And I also want to shout out Neil um, Satterlands, who plays yeah. General Steven, um, who was also in The Flash. He played the the um, the thinker in the in The oh, Flash. Oh, wow. But he plays this role very very well so those are just two people that i wanted to and james brolin for just being a narrator with that voice yeah 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 but i did like sweet tooth and i think it was produced or co-produced by robert downey jr and his wife it was um and i just i think it's a good watch i think you watch it you'll get it it can be slow moving in the first because you're like man this kid can be annoying and he got on my nerves a little bit but i'm like He's supposed to be a kid, and he lives in. He was oh. sheltered his whole life, Marcus. Like, oh, I love get that. over it. So oh it was good. Gosh. I yes. like it a lot. I, you know, and I feel like, and I feel like that's why that show works because I feel like we've had we have had our fill of like just people being awful in dystopias. Like oh, I yeah. feel like The Walking Dead cornered and just executed well in that market like that is the definitive show for that and i feel like with sweet tooth it's like okay yeah what if it's like that but like what if there's some joy yeah have you thought about that yeah yeah um so it makes it super to me it makes it watchable because it's not always down in the dumps like you have gus with this like super perseverant mindset of just like yeah like it's gonna be okay and honestly that's one of the reasons that i loved it and i kept going back to it yeah, I, th- I thought it was good. And it does have its down moments, just as my last thing before you go to your next oh, thing. No, you're good. When they, when they, and spoilers, but when they, when somebody <laughs> yeah. gets the sickness, right? Yeah. And, it, and let me tell you, the other thing about this show, it hits very close to home. Oh, it, in yeah. respects to like where we are oh, in the world at the moment, right? Oh, man. So, like, like I- whenever somebody gets the sickness, they yep. burn the place. They burn every. They wrap that man in saran yeah. wrap and burn the whole place yep. down. You're gone. You're that was gone. like that was it. And it was like you're rebooting this community, this country, yeah. and people are you know abiding by the. It was kind of like the purge mixed with this, with mixed with like the Rugrats, mixed with like you know it's like a lot of that in the one. So I yeah. recommend it. Yeah, I, I think you bring up a good point. Like if you if you're not ready to like engage <laughs> in. The, the 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 past 15 months in media yes. format this show yeah. isn't for you I'll nope. just put that there. no stay away from it 
yeah like it's okay come back to it later because i mean there's like there's signs in there that are like keep six feet apart and i'm like oh lordy okay (laughs) again i got ptsd seriously um but yeah i feel like this is a good time for us to switch gears um did you watch because i think you watched invincible right i did watch invincible okay i know that was coming out weekly for a bit but i know some (laughs) people are starting to watch it now um did you did i mean did you enjoy yourself i did so i did the same thing that i did for Sweet Tooth, I did for Invincible. I did a short study <laughs> on because the actual Invincible comic book run is long. Is it really? It's long. Oh, it's it's long. They have a lot of story to cover. And okay. what I liked about this show, I was interested to see where they were going to stop in season one. Yeah. Um, compared to how much story that they have left over. Also, if you didn't know, Invincible does do a crossover with Marvel and Batman. Yes, with Spider-Man out. and Batman. I think they have a comic where they he's like hopping dimensions and I think he runs into Batman and Spider-Man. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. But I did enjoy it. What did you think, Brian? Um, man, I loved it. I, I this show, this is a show for people who grew up with uh I'm gonna say like the 92 X-Men and the Batman the animated series. Oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah. Who watched those shows growing up? Th- this is the natural, this is the show that grows up with you. That's good. Um, because it it has the aesthetic of like, oh, it's a Saturday morning cartoon. And then like you see somebody like literally get decapitated, I feel like in the first or second episode. And you're like, oh my gosh, like they can you do that on a yes. TV show? Um, and it it I feel like it executes really well in this idea that like, hey, yeah, so like you watch these DC cartoons, but like, what if it actually happened? And like you're actually seeing the consequences of so many of these things. The the one thing I'm thinking about, there's an alien invasion at one point. Um, and like there is just gore as far as I I believe it's the second episode. Um, and just how futile our our invincible hero really is. Like Mm -hmm. you can't he tries to save one person. Um and i'll leave it at that it doesn't go well for him um but like there's an alien invasion he's like i'm gonna i can only do this one thing and i just it 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 just does such a good job building off of people who enjoy comics and those tv shows and then also like honestly challenging them um this was a little challenging in some areas of like you have to think through like oh man like yeah these super it does kind of the thing the the boys does a little bit of just Mm. like Ooh, this is a natural consequence of this actually happened. And I don't know if that's good. <laughs> yes, I think it did. I think I like this better than the boys because sometimes the boys can feel like it can be extra for no reason. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's, it's a hard comparison to make it to the animated to the live action. Sure. But, um, you know, Robert Kirkman, who is the creator, was talking about, you know, possibly doing a live action movie and how the live action movie of Invincible is going to be completely different than right um the even the animated version or the comic book they want to make it a special thing because i do think you have this compelling story with invincible of this father-son relationship um you know this son who is just in amazed and in awe Mm -hmm. about being powerful and i think we all have this dream of man if we had superpowers yes this is what it would be like but invincible is like the re slap the face reality of like (laughs) Hey, you also can destroy this building and yeah. you know get your ass kicked on several occasions. Um, yeah, and I just I just enjoyed the whole that they didn't just even cover one character; they covered all of the surrounding characters and how it affected them. And the animation is also dope, oh. and the voice actors are also dope as hell. Cast for Invincible, it is all A-listers. It's, it's amazing. Opinion. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start, but like Stephen Yun from Steven, The Walking oh, Dead. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sandra. Oh, Zazie Beats. Like, I, I don't even. Jillian Jacobs from Community, who I know. Walton Goggins. Like, is it Mark Hamill in this? Yes, Mark Hamill yeah. is the tailor. Yeah. Um, uh, Zachary Quinto is a robot. Jason Manzukis. I mean, like the list goes on. I mean, Cl- Clancy Brown, if you're familiar with him. Zachary um, Quinto, Walter Walton Goggins. I yeah. mean, it really is an A-list cast. Um, I, I, it really is like top to bottom. You, you can't, I, I mean, you really can't get away from it. Wow. Like it's just so well produced top to bottom. I, I binged this in a week. Like I couldn't, I got like to people who watch this weekly shout out to you. I couldn't like that is, that is wild because it, it was just so well done. So I can't wait for season two on that. It'll be good. The internet was in, was everybody that was what, you know, you talked about the shared moment. I think invincible yep. had a shared moment. At least on Twitter and on the internet, because sure. everybody was talking about it at one point. And, and I think yes. there is a lane for these shows like Invincible and The Boys. Mm-hmm. That while we do have these superhero movies like Marvel and it shows maybe the brighter side of these heroes, right. you do get this darker version of these heroes that, you know, some sick people, you know, people want to see this side of things. I mean, and I think you make a great point because. <laughs> Like, I don't think that this happens if the MCU doesn't take off. Like, right. I feel like this is right. a direct reaction to the MCU. I, you know, I also feel like the boys too. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's an appetite for this. I'm speaking very highly of it. I love all the MCU mm-hmm. stuff, but having this as like a type of counter culture, uh, there's absolutely an audience for it. And I think it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, oh, also really quick. You're right. It did have a, a shared moment. Cause like I saw, screen caps of this i actually saw screen caps of the finale when yes mark grayson invincible gets the crap beat out of him yeah it was, it was bad. The image macro i saw and i was like what is this show so yeah. i knew i knew part of the reveal like as i started watching it but it didn't mm-hmm. matter because it was such a good show think mark think and i was what, like 17 years mark uh, that's another oh man that was heartbreaking but god yeah yeah, that yeah, was, was good. that that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know, I know, I have one more. Is is there anything that you wanted to share that you're watching or something you did watch that really connected with you? Um, at the moment, no. I've just been rewatched. So I'm, I, I love these phases where I get into rewatching a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I did have this moment of rewatching Daredevil with Ooh. Ben Affleck, and oh, and, and, and honestly. Oh, it boy. did not disappoint. I enjoyed myself. Um, I don't know what it was about it. You know, growing yeah. up watching Daredevil, that was my first introduction. Was was Ben Affleck yeah, as Daredevil? Um, and, and and you you had Kingpin, you had Bullseye. It was like their iteration of a comic book come to life, and they really made the attempt. And while the movie isn't the best. It definitely did its job for what it was supposed to be, you know what I mean? And and like uh, real high red leather stuff, but like, you know, (laughs) I was looking at it like, oh boy, you can't do that nowadays. But I had this moment with Daredevil. I was like, God, like I enjoyed this. Yeah. Like in my, it nurtured my soul because it was like a simple superhero movie. You had the good moments, the bad moment, the he wins, great yep. job, and the credits yep. roll. Like yep. that was the whole thing. And then I remember the things that came after that, like Electra, um, the Electra movie, which was not 
that and that, oh, that could have been better. I mean, like yeah. it, it had such an opportunity, and it did have a big, big opportunity, but they they missed it. And uh, you know, now Ben Affleck is on a boat somewhere with J Lo. So it, you know, yeah, and I feel like. I don't know if, if I there's some alternate universe where I'm teaching a film course and I feel mm. like examining exactly what was going on with Marvel movies between 1999 and like 2007. Yeah. Daredevil is its own class session. Mm-hmm. Like that's an entire one hour class of what is going on because it really feels like Fox was trying to figure out exactly what they could make. Right. And they had so yeah. much success with X-Men mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, you want more of this, but like, let's make it gritty, yeah. you yeah. know? But it, yeah. it, it, but it felt more like a My Chemical Romance. Like, what if the My Chemical Romance guys directed a, a, a comic book movie? That's what it felt like. Um, but with, like, Jennifer yeah. Garner happened to show up on set one day. That's just kind of what it felt like. Um, and I'll always use this opportunity to remind people that it took six weeks to shoot that playground fight scene between Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. It was worth it, Brian. All I'm saying is some people, they're like, oh, man, I didn't get a lot done today. Well, did you know it took them six weeks to get one three-minute sequence done? You did better than that, I bet. Motivational I purposes. Well, there. before you get into your, your, your next one. You're good. You know, they did, you know, Fox was trying to do their own Avengers thing. You know, there was right. rumor they were trying to get their X-Men to cross over with, I don't know if it was necessarily Daredevil, but they were definitely trying to get their Fantastic Four, yeah. Spider-Man, and oh my gosh, X-Men yeah. to do their own Avengers thing before... Right you know, the big dump of Marvel movies and stuff like that. So right. it, Fox definitely, definitely went through this dark, grungy emo <laughs> kid area. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, Ghost Rider too. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, perfect example to there. And the Punisher, don't forget the Punisher, like the original and then the remake of the Punisher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Marvel. Yeah. yeah. We didn't forget that. I feel like the Punisher and um oh my gosh I'm I'm losing it here I do feel like Punisher and Ghost Rider mm-hmm. that that would be one class session in the for sure yes teaching because there's there's just you, look John Travolta is the bad guy that's really all you need to know and and Thomas Jane he did his best yes okay? he very actor did his best um but uh but yeah the only other thing I wanted to mention uh was I was watching I think you should leave season two um I, it's a comedy show on Netflix um the, by the way I just realized Sweet Tooth is available on Netflix Invincible is available on Amazon Prime um and uh, in any case i watched i think you should leave season two uh it, it's a great comedy sketch show the episodes are only like 17 minutes um and it really really moves um and i i can't recommend it enough it's weird it's surreal um and the and the only reason i say that is because i got into surreal humor over the past 15 months so if that is you this show is for you that's that's what i want to say I think I'll, I'll I'll watch that. I haven't heard of it, but now that you've mentioned it, I will watch it. I hope Netflix um does not Netflix has this thing of not doing season twos or season threes, and yeah, you know, you just never know what they're going to cancel or what they're going to keep going. But I do hope that the ones that you've mentioned, which I've seen two out of the three of those, oh, well, <laughs> one is an Amazon Prime property, but like I do hope that they keep going because I've I'm still waiting on Lost in Space season two. Oh, that's three. And they still have not done that yet. And I was like, man, I don't know what's happening. I really enjoyed. I like I like their redo of Lost in Space. I thought it was good. The graphics were great. And then they just stopped. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, that's 
well, and this is a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, Netflix does have this model and sometimes it gets to season three and sometimes it doesn't based on how many views it gets. It's wild. Um, yeah. I mean, your, your guy, Will Forte has a sketch and I think one. So I, if that convinces you, but it, it's okay. weird. Um, but I think the reason that I really enjoy it and I think Doug would enjoy it too, if he was here is that it really just focuses on like people who have really specific grievances mm. like us, like when we talk about movies or movie studios. Yeah. Um, and you're just kind of like, this is so relatable, but chaotic energy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I can't speak highly of it enough. I laugh every time. So oh, that's, yeah. what I, that, that's basically what I, what I've been watching. Okay. One more. I'll slide in there before we Good. close. Uh, Modoc. I did watch Modoc and oh, okay. I enjoyed it. I really yeah. thought it was good. I Modoc is not a character that I have that I have personal interest or investment into, so I just kind of went into it watching for the robot chicken kind of humor and robot robot chicken graphic. Um, yeah. And that's exactly what it gave me. Even if you're not a Marvel fan, you don't have to know anything about Modoc. It tells its own separate story, like a made up one, and this is on Hulu. And yep. I got done with it in about a day. I streamed all the episodes and went really? through everything. Yeah, it was like wow. one of those slow Saturdays. I watch. I think you know it's funny. I right. watched Sweet Tooth and Modoc that same day. I got oh, through the man. entire both of those entire series That's, in one day. I, wow! As a father, I'm like I'm so envious of that. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, That's yeah. incredible. Like as a, as a bachelor, I envy not not having the time to uh, <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying. So, oh, look at us. Um, <laughs> envying each other look at us right i know well i guess we have good company then um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i well that's I, and i'm glad you enjoyed it because i'll be mm -hmm. honest i saw the trailer and i was like i don't know if this is for me did you enjoy the Patton oswald like the divorce storyline like did you enjoy that all it gets annoying because <laughs> like you kind of feel like they are putting their foot on this one thing and not really making an evolution of a story. Yeah. But I, but I've, I've guessed that that's where the punchline is. And so they're sure. going to keep punching that punchline. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was cool because you do have moments of like actual compellingness where he does feel bad and all this other shit like yeah. that. But it's also a lot of stupidity in there too as well. So sure. um, I don't know what they do with season two or where they go. Sure. I don't know if it's a lot of people's humor, but you know, yeah. it's there if you want it. No, I dig it. I really like that we're both ending with shows that are like, this worked for me. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> I, I love that energy. I'm just like, open. Like, you, you just got to deal with what I enjoy, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> our show. We can do what we want. I do want to say that. I want to back you up, though. This has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, it's my it's God. I think it falls in that anti-hero, anti-Marvel the other side of the coin type of deal. And I think people enjoy that dirty humor when it wow. comes to Marvel. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Marcus has convinced me. I'm checking this out between that and the tomato meter. Uh, that this is wild. That's excellent. So yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for this segment. Thanks for everybody who joined us as we're experimenting with this format. Um, all right. I think uh, we have any plugs we want to do. That's right. Let's get into some plug. Brian, you got anything that you would like to plug? Um, uh, You know, I already talked about it a little bit with the the, the Nerf Hyper Tourney. If you're not following me on TikTok, I am at Rogue Roush. Uh, for those watching on the live cast, my handle's up there. 
Uh, and if you want to support me during the Nerf Hyper Tournament, basically we'll be making videos and the ones with the most likes will be the winners. So if you want to head there, like my videos, uh, especially the Nerf ones, that would be awesome. Again, thelovenerds.com. Uh, it's still summer. You're still going outside. You're going to need recipes. Yes. And my wife, Maggie, runs this blog. She's got you covered. It tastes good. This isn't going to be one of those blogs where you're like skimping. And it's like, oh, are you, are you trying to eat healthy? No, 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 no. This is good stuff. <laughs> here okay like if you want like something it. else than that you can go to a different blog this is the good stuff when you got people coming over so go check that out thelovenerds.com how about you marcus love it, love it love it so i am going to uh until then is out y'all already know that we already talked about that so i'm going to yes. take the place of my good friend doug wagner and say i'm going to plug this podcast okay i appreciate everybody for tuning in um you can watch every episode live before it drops if you sign up for our patreon um for it's on there's a five dollar tier a ten dollar tier uh, there's also a $20 tier. We're not asking for much. 